Welcome to an audio teaching from Windsor Park Baptist Church in Auckland, New Zealand. If you would like to look at the message notes or see some questions for reflection that take their lead from today's teaching, head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and head to the online tab where you'll see services and series and you can download different resources from there. Thanks for joining us and we hope you're encouraged by today's teaching. Kia ora everyone, good to be talking with you one last time today. It feels pretty surreal to be honest. It's been an interesting last few months for me with a lot of change and processing going on in my life. I am normally someone who is really excited for Christmas, but I've avoided it a bit to catch up with myself. So I was a little late to the party with Christmas decor and only really did it because I had friends coming over this week. As I put up my Christmas decorations over the weekend, setting up the nativity scene felt different this time. There was something about these glittery little statues that didn't feel quite right. Too pristine, too nice, too cute. Maybe it was a bit of my melancholy too. On a closer inspection though, something was actually missing. There were no shepherds. I counted and looked through thinking I'd lost them, but no. They were never there to begin with. The decorations came without them. So I checked another nativity scene I have displayed and again, no shepherds. Maybe they were left out because they're not glamorous enough to fit the perfect little scene. The shepherds though are very important in communicating a message to the world, not only about Jesus, but what the kingdom of heaven is like, about love, about belonging. We read in Luke's account of the gospel, 2, 8 to 20, and there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth to peace to all those who come, his his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them. And this was the child and all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and pondered them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now we don't know their names or how many of them there were, but we do know the shepherds were significant. What we know, they were the first to be told about Jesus while they were working. They witnessed an angel of the Lord who spoke to them and they were afraid at first, yet they listened to the angel and hurried to see Jesus. They went and told people what they saw and heard. They were the first evangelists. The shepherds play a major role in the story. And although they may be left at times like 
and my Advent displays or Matthew's Gospel, they should not be forgotten. This week, we light the candle of love as we reflect on the love Christ has for the world. So today, we talk about and see how God shows that love through the story of the shepherds. Have you ever walked into a room and had an instant feeling wash over you that you don't belong? That you feel different in a way, in one way or another, and you don't quite fit in to what the space is? Well, my group in high school felt like that for a season. I went to school just up the road at Rangitoto College, and in my year nine, my friends and I used to sit together outside. Our group was known as the nuns because we went to church together. People would call us awful names and even throw fruit at us at morning tea and lunch times. Did we feel like we belonged? Not at all. We felt like we were left out and excluded. And I'm sure most of us have had that feeling at some point in our lives. In Luke 2, we see that the shepherds were the very first people to be told about Jesus and to see him. The shepherds, those who worked out in the field, who likely were a bit smelly and in ragged clothes, who were in the outskirts of town with animals all day and night, not glamorous or rich, not the highest in social status, not people who would usually be thought of first to meet the saviour of the world, the unlikely average people. Through the invitation to the shepherds, God shows us all that we belong, especially those who may be outcasts or marginalized without power or privilege. The shepherds point to the humility of Jesus and the revolution of the kingdom of God. God's love is shown to the shepherds and to us through the belonging and the shepherds' experience. It says to us, no matter our age, our gender, our social status, our political preferences, our occupation, our relationship status, or our history, we belong in the family of God. True belonging is to be known and to be loved. Although our experience with people doesn't always show that. We can sometimes be caught in rejection, being known and not loved, an exclusion, being not known and not loved, or just fitting in, not known and loved. We want to belong. We want to be known and loved. We are in God's kingdom, but we can still feel the rejection and exclusion from others and the pain of trying to fit in. Brene Brown in her book, Atlas of the Heart, says it like this. Belonging is being somewhere where you want to be and they want you. Fitting in is being somewhere where you want to be but they don't care one way or the other. It takes us to be brave, showing up as we are and seeing others as they are. She goes on to say, belonging is a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are. As we seek to really understand what it means to belong and love and how we can action this out in our lives for ourselves and others, we're going to explore two things today that we can learn from the shepherds. To find true belonging and love, we choose curiosity over caution and we choose connection over comparison. In Luke 2, 9 to 10, we read, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all people. 
And then it goes on to say in verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. What we notice is the shepherds didn't let their fear overcome their excitement. Caution didn't stop their curiosity because perfect love casts out all fear. I think when it comes to love, we are really quick to put our own guards up and protect ourselves before we try and understand others. We let caution stop curiosity and it gets in the way of us experiencing the love that God has taught us to share and to receive from others. As an example, if you're in the dating stage of life, you may have heard of this concept, red flags. It's something people notice in someone that might be considered a warning sign in a potential relationship. When it comes to any relationship, sometimes we let red flags define a person instead of being curious and understanding each other. We hold a red flag against a person instead of dealing with what it has brought up in us or triggered in us or asking questions and understanding the why instead of the what, why they are doing it instead of what they are doing. What too much caution does is build up a wall between us instead of a bridge. This is something I have reflected on deeply this year and what it really means to love others. In a relationship I had, I let my caution and the caution and judgment of others get in the way of my curiosity. I built, up, I built up these assumptions and had preconceived ideas about the guy I was dating instead of asking more questions and seeking to understand. I had an unhealthy level of caution over curiosity. The thing it showed me was that there was, it's more about my insecurity and my identity than it was about getting to know him and understand him better. As I wrestled with this, a friend shared with me something she had read. If I know where home is and use wisdom and discernment, I can, ex- I can safely explore the neighborhood. And ironically, that really hit home for me. I won't get lost if I know where home is. If I know who I am, my identity and my security in God, it is easier for me to be curious about what difference that might initially scare me. The same applies when we come across difference in people that we meet whether that be in their beliefs, their values, their lifestyles, anything really. We can truly see others and seek to understand them as God does because we can see ourselves the way God sees us. What that tells us is when we are secure in our own identity, being loved by God, we can be loving towards others through seeking to understand each other with curiosity instead of caution. Not only does it help us to understand, it helps us to belong. We can feel belonging only if we have the courage to share our most authentic selves with people. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. Although it's definitely not easy. It takes us to be willing to set aside our preconceived ideas about what others think and our insecurities about ourselves and replace it with the perfect love that is found in God. It requires us to be willing to connect instead of compare. When we picture Advent, I'm sure at times we compare the Magi with the shepherds. The Magi were wise men. The shepherds were marginalized farmers. The Magi brought gifts. The shepherds probably brought 
shape. The Magi are portrayed as wealthy, well-dressed and sophisticated, whereas the shepherds are portrayed as poor, rugged and probably smelled like sheep too. We can compare them all we want, but the Magi met Jesus after the shepherds. They weren't even in the same scene. Some commentaries say it could have even been two years after Jesus was born that the Magi came, according to Matthew's gospel. The point being, the journey was different for the Magi and the shepherds. The call was also different. When we let comparison get in the way of how we view each other, we cheapen our own identity and we disconnect with others. Comparison is the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other. It's trying to simultaneously fit in and stand out. Comparison says, be like everyone else, but better. Sounds exhausting, right? When we compare ourselves, it hurts. We struggle to make connection and we hold on to envy. Or we think of ourselves as better than the next person and we hold on to pride. We are constantly seeking validation from the wrong places. Galatians 6 4 says, If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. They can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Growing up, comparison is such a heavy weight on all of our shoulders. I was always asking myself if I was good enough, I was pretty enough, I was smart enough or girly enough. The more I did this, though, the more it drove me away from others and the less belonging I had. In the stage I'm at now, I could be comparing myself to my friends who have a husband, a house, a family, a high-paying job, amazing overseas trips. But that's not my journey right now, and I've come to terms with my own purpose and what I am being called to. I can be both excited for my own journey and supportive of the others around me. The challenge is to ask ourselves, by comparing myself, am I feeding my own security or am I feeding my pride? And how can I change? Seek connection first. Connection exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they can derive sustenance and strength from relationship. Seen, heard, valued, those are things we want to receive, and those are also things we have the ability to give. As we approach this Christmas, we come into spaces where we might not always be comfortable. You may be seeing a family member this year that have political arguments every time you get together. You may be coming back to church for the first time in ages after being really hurt. There might be some pretty significant hurt and relationships that you're facing in this season. Whatever place you're in today, you belong to the family of God, and there is nothing that can separate you from His love. A love that is greater than all, that sent a child in humble beginnings, that invited shepherds to the party. A love that lived perfectly, a love that sacrificed everything for you, for me, for the person you're sitting next to, for the person who cut you off while driving, for the waiter that got your order wrong, for the person who doesn't know when their next meal is coming from, for the person who is stuck in addiction. This season... 
we can share this love we have with others, challenging our own biases and desires to belong by helping others to belong, by choosing curiosity, by choosing connection. The message version of Ephesians 2, 19 to 22 says, you're no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home and he is using us irrespective of how we got here. He used the apostles for the foundation and now he is using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds everything together. We see it taking shape day by day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into the temple, which God is quite at home. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the love that you have for us. Jesus, what you have shown in your birth and what we can get from these shepherds belonging, how you brought them into the story, how we're all accepted as who we are and loved as who we are and we belong, God. Help us to be more curious with people. Help us to be more willing to connect with people in this season, a season that might be really difficult for some people or for us and for others it might be really great. God, help us to expand our love, the love that you have shown for us, that we might overflow what you have given us already. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining our audio teaching today. If there are ways that we can continue to support you or help you in your journey, please reach out to us. Head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz, and you'll find various ways to contact us. God bless.